Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Nancy, and me and my husband are the associate pastors of the Church RC, and I'm just going to say my pastor's on the front row. Every time I've preached, she hasn't been here, so it's like, I know she's not going to say anything bad, because for those of you who know Pastor Crystal, like, she's the biggest cheerleader you could ever have, but it's like, man, she's right there. Like, usually I'm like, woo, I'm good, and then I'm like, oh, there you are. So thankfully, Pastor Brian's all the way in Africa, so he's not here, but how many of y'all follow Pastor Brian? have seen all his posts, man. It is so awesome. So awesome. That's all because of you, because we're generous givers. We're able to do what we do. And man, I just, as he's been posting and all this stuff, it was so funny. We were sitting at the office, me and my sister the other day, and she got a text from Pastor Brian. And um, he said, you're going to have to come here. And she literally was like, I got to go. Pastor Brian said, I got to go to Africa right now. (laughs) So she was so excited and ready. And so that's all because of you. Um, I am so excited to be here this morning with you guys. We are going to be in Joshua 1, 5 through 9 in the Amplified, because how many of y'all know that's the word that Jesus reads? That's the, that's the Bible that God wrote. And so again, that's going to be Joshua 1, 5 through 9 in the Amplified. And it says, no man will be able to stand before you to oppose you as long as you live. Just as I was present with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and confident and courageous for you will give this people as an inheritance, the land, sorry, the land which I swore to their father's ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do everything in accordance with the entire law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may prosper and be successful wherever you go. I'm almost done. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for a God-appointed word at a God-appointed time, Lord. Right now, I step out of the way and ask that your Holy Spirit only do what only you can do, and that speak to the hearts of your people, Lord. I thank you that every life will be changed, that no one will leave the same in in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen. So how many of y'all have ever been to Cancun? Any hands out there? Yes. It's like our, we, we went last year for the very first time, and um, it was funny because Pastor Brian and Crystal have always been big supporters of going to Cancun. They're like, everything's there. You just go, you get there, and you're done. Like, you're just there. Like, there's nothing you have to worry about. And we went last year, and let me tell you, it's true. You literally go. You get there, you even get, it's taken to your hotel from the airport with a shuttle. Like you don't even have to worry about it. You do it before you get there and you get there and they take you to your hotel. Everything's great. And everything was wonderful. But I have a husband who cannot stay in one area very long. Um, I have a husband who, when we go on vacation, has to go work out. 
Like, how many of y'all know vacations, like, you don't work out, you eat whatever you want, and then you pretend it never happened. Like, you come back to real life, and it's like, that just never happened. Like, I didn't eat all that I ate. But no, he's the type that he has to work out. He has to do all these things. So we were probably about day three, and I could tell, like, he was getting a little antsy. We got, you know, like, it's our routine as always. We go down to the beach, we lay out, or we go to the pool, we eat. We're just soaking up the sun, enjoying the view. And he looks at me, and these guys on jet skis were, like, flying by down the water and he just looks at me. I was like, oh man, this is, this is, this is what he wants to do right now. He's wanting to do something. So we're looking and we had this little guy, cause how many, if you've ever been, you know, you befriend one of the guys who works there. Cause he'll take care of you the entire time you're there. As long as you keep tipping him and dollar bills, us money, he's going to take care of you the entire time. So we had this man that had become our friend by day three. And he's like, don't worry. I've got a guy who can get you a great hookup. Like he's going to make sure you go, you have fun, whatever it is you want to do. Like I'm going to take care of you. So he comes, he shows us the brochure. We're looking through it and there's, you know, the jet skis. Then there was like an Amazonian thing that when literally we looked at it and me and Jimmy go, no, that's a Candace and Michael kind of thing. Like we are not about to go trekking in some caves and getting some mud. Like, nope, not going to do that. And then we come across one that has like this little boat and then it shows them scuba diving. What's the word I'm looking for? Where you go Snorkeling, thank you, not scuba diving, snorkeling. And I'm like, yes, this looks like fun. I've always heard of people who go snorkeling. They have so much fun. They always say it's beautiful under the water. So I'm like, yes, let's do this one. So we sign up, we do that. He's like, you come back tomorrow morning. I'll get you taken care of. We'll walk over to the place. It's gonna be a blast. So we go, I'm like super excited because I'm not one to get out in the water. And so I just, I was excited. I was like, this is gonna be so much fun. We're gonna be making memories. It's great. We go, we get out there, we meet the guy, we walk over to the place and we're literally getting up to pay. And I look at Jimmy and Jimmy looks at me and I'm like, where's the money? He looks at me again. I'm like, where's the money? We forgot the money. So he had to run back, which was probably about a mile and a half. He had 10 minutes. So he had to run back to the hotel, get our money, come back and get so we could pay. Luckily they waited for us. And again, he works out on vacation. So he's fit. He was fine. Like he did it. It was no problem. He goes, he gets the money. We come back and I'm like, okay. So they start putting life jackets on us. And I'm like, okay, side note, I don't know how to swim. Um, I, Braylee Sparks, uh, she taught me about three years ago. So she was probably about seven at the time. Maybe it's been longer than that now. Um, she taught me how to swim. And so that's been the only experience that I've had with swim lessons. So just keep that in the back of your mind. So here we go. I put the life jacket on and we go and I'm like, I'm looking at this boat. And first of all, I thought this boat was going to be a little bigger. Like I get in there and I'm looking and it's just a two seater. Like it's just me and Jimmy. And I'm looking, I'm like, so you mean he's driving us? They're like, yeah, y'all are going to go. It's going to be fine. It's great. I'm like, so Jimmy's driving us. Great. My husband, I love him, but driving and even in a car, I get scared. So can you imagine we're out on water? I don't know how to swim. And so I'm like, okay, Jesus, I, this is going to be okay. You got this. Like, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to make memories. So we get out on there. And the worst part was there were lots more people who did not count on having to drive a boat. So not only am I having to worry about my husband's like road rage, water rage, but now I'm having to worry about people who've never driven a boat ever. And we're following them. I'm like, could we get in the front where like they're following us? Like they're catching our current, not us catching theirs. So we're going what feels like forever. Like I, at this point, I'm like, just turn around and go back. Like I'm done. I enjoyed the water. It looks beautiful. It's a great view. Let's just go. And we keep going. Now every single time, like my husband hates this because I'm a side driver. Like I try to drive from the side 
side, the passenger seat. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, Jimmy, the wave. He's like, I got it. I'm like, there's a big old wave coming. Like that person didn't know what they're doing. It's coming right at us. Every single wave, I'm telling him it's coming. I know he sees it, but I needed to let him know. And every single time I feel like our boat's about to just turn over. We're about to drown. There's probably alligators out in here. I don't know what's going on. Until you, it was just bad. So we get there. We finally get to where we see like the lagoon. We see all these other little boats, all these daring people who did what we just did. And they're all out there. They're ready to get in the water. And he's like, all right, you just jump in. I'm like, jump into that? Like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's in there. And again, I have a fear of fish. Like, I don't even like fish. Why I pick snorkeling, I don't know. But I don't like fish. So I jump in. Um, Jimmy actually jumps in first and I make him hold me and I'm like, okay, hold on to me. Here I go. So I get in and I don't know how to swim. So again, I'm in there with my life jacket, depending my life on this jacket. Um, and I'm just like kicking around. I'm like, okay, good. Jimmy looks in. He's like, oh my gosh, look, look down there. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm good. You're going to have to give me a minute to like cope with my situation here. I don't know what's going on. And so I'm just like hanging out. I'm okay. Everybody gets in the water and he's like, all right, we're fixing to go to where we're, where our destination. I'm like, what? Like, this isn't it. Like, I just want to look down, jump back in my boat and head on back because I'm done. Like, I had the experience. I'm good. I enjoyed it. I made memories. This is what we were supposed to do. So we stay, we keep following the guide, the tour guide, and I feel like it's forever. Like, I'm, I'm just going to give up. Like I told Jimmy, I'm like, you're either going to have to carry me over there in the water, like just drag me along, or I'm just going to go back to the boat and wait because I'm done. Like, this is not fun. I'm swallowing seawater. It's salty. It's gross. I don't want to look down at the fish they're not cute anyway. There's no Nemo's down there. Like, I don't want to see it. If there's Dory, I want to see Dory, but that's it. And he keeps looking. He's telling us, look down, enjoy it, experience it. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm fine. And then the tour guide decides he's just going to be funny. So he decides that he's going to throw food right in my vicinity so that the fish will come so that I can see them. So literally he tosses all this food right in front of me. All of a sudden my legs got, and you know, like when you feel something that you're not expecting or ready for, like there is fish everywhere around me. And all I feel is them slithering around. I feel like they're snakes. I'm like, oh gosh, get me out of here. This is so bad. So at that time I learned how to swim. I started swimming some other direction and I'm like, this is good. I'm going over here. Like I'm out of this area. I'm done. And then Jimmy gets to this one area. He's like, you have to look like you have to look. It's so awesome. I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm looking down there and I look down there guys. And oh my gosh, it was so awesome. There was like this like ruins and it's kind of like this like pyramid down there. It was so cool. I started to look at the coral reef and all the fish. And at that point I'm like, okay, this is good. This is fun. And the funny thing is when I look back on that story, I don't know who I was talking to. I was telling him about our trip to Mexico. And as I'm telling him the story, I'm like, oh man, it was so much fun. It was worth it. Like, yeah, you got to swim and you get in this little boat. But as I'm telling the story, I'm not telling them any of the bad stuff. It's kind of like when I sit down and really remember, I'm like, oh my gosh, that happened. Like I tried not to remember that. That's the reason that's like suppressing the back of my mind. I just remember the awesome thing. And you know, a lot of times I feel like that's the way it is with our walk with Jesus. We see people, we see them walking with Christ. We see them walking out what God's called them to do. And we see them from the outside and we're like, man, that is so awesome. They're doing it. God's blessing everything that they're putting their hands to. He's really just going before them, setting away. It's awesome. But we never know the journey that they've gone through. 
We don't see the journey that they've gone through to get to where they're at, much less do we see the journey that they're currently going through to get to where they're going. And a lot of times it's like that trip. I looked at the brochure and I looked at Jimmy. I'm like, man, this is going to be so much fun. The guy didn't tell me that the guy was going to pour all the food on me and I had all these fishes around me or that I was going to be swallowing salt water. But you know what? At the end of it, it was worth it. I enjoyed it. We made memories. We look back and we talk about it all the time in the same way with our journey with God. There's going to be times where it doesn't look like the picture. It doesn't seem like life is going the way the Bible says it should be going. But can I tell you that God is faithful? I just dropped my pen. So what I want us to look at is during this scripture, we see um, that now Moses has passed away and Joshua is now going to be taking over um, as God has called him to take over. And there's a few things that I want us to look at this story. And the first thing is that a journey with God is believing that you are chosen. A journey with God is believing that you are chosen. Matthew 21, 14 says, for many are called, invited, summoned, but few are chosen. We believe a lie that only a few people have been chosen, but the reality is that we're all invited. Well, God's opened the door for each and every one of us. It's just who's willing to take that step and begin to act on what God's called you to do. You know, a lot of times it's easy to think, well, I'm not the one that's standing all the, up on the stage preaching, so I really don't have a part to play. But can I tell you that we each have been called. We each have been appointed. We've each got a call on our life that God's wanting us to um, fulfill. I love in Joshua 1, 5, um, let me read that real quick. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. I love that. The first thing he's telling us there is his presence is gonna be with us always. His presence is gonna be with us always. And the second thing is that his power is gonna be there also. When we say yes to God, it opens the door for him to move. I love this scripture because all of it, we read that and we see the odds are in our favor. I love what Pastor Crystal said a few uh, weeks ago. She's like, it's like, you know, you've got that, win- that winning hand. I'm not a, I don't play poker. I don't gamble. So I don't know what that means, but I know winning and winning means you're going to win. And so you've got the winning hand. God's on your side. His power is there. His presence is there. Nothing can hold you back from what God's called you to do. You are chosen. He hasn't, you're not the mistake. You're not by accident. You are his first choice. The second thing is a journey with God is growing accustomed to stepping out into new things. A journey with God is growing accustomed to stepping out to new things. Here in the story, we see that Moses has now passed away. And with his passing now, new things are falling on Joshua. Not only on Joshua, but of the people of um, Israel now are going to have to walk into new things. And did they feel prepared? Probably not. Can I tell you, most of the times, more out of more yes than no, whenever God calls me to something, I don't feel prepared. I feel ill-equipped. I feel like, God, there's probably someone better that can do it. But can I tell you that stepping out is the first part. And then once you step out, God's always going to be faithful to meet you right there. Um, There's not been a time where I've stepped out to do anything that God hasn't always been faithful. And I love this because they may have not felt prepared, but God knew they were. He knew they were ready. If you look at your life and you can say that you haven't had to step out into anything new, chances are you have camped out in a place you were never meant to stay. If you look around and it's been a long time since you've had to step out into anything, I want you to ask yourself, am I really going after what God's called me to do? Or have I camped out in a place I was never meant to stay? I love in uh, Genesis, when you read about Abraham and his father, it says, and I love the way it puts it, it says that 
hold on, let me say his name right, Tara, right? Yes, that he settled in Haran and there he died. When we settle in a place where we were never meant to stay, our dreams will die. We won't literally die ourselves, but our dreams, our goals, our aspirations, all of them will begin to die. With every assignment we are given, the power to do it comes with it. The, I love uh, reading all the different scriptures and seeing all the awesome men of God and even uh, thinking of men nowadays that have done things in the past. And you think and you look and you're like, man, it's awesome the calling and the power that Smith Wigglesworth walked in. And it's awesome in the power all these other men have walked in. But can I tell you something? The same power that they had is the same power that's out there for you to have. It's the same power that's there for you to grab a hold of. It's just us beginning to take that action. Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified, and I didn't give you all this, so you're good. It says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Can I tell you that everything that God calls you to is always gonna be bigger than yourself. It was never meant to be able to do in your own power. He always calls us to things greater and bigger than ourselves because he wants us to fully rely on him, to fully put our faith in him, to say, you know what, God, there is no way, no way that this is gonna happen without you. But God's told us he's gonna be there. His power, his presence is gonna be there to help us walk this out, amen? The key thing is our obedience. I love, uh, Pastor Crystal met with a lady and she told her this one phrase and it stuck with me. And if you've been around her, you've heard this phrase. It says, everything in the kingdom is bought with obedience. Everything in the kingdom is bought with obedience. On the other side of you stepping out, on the other side of you being obedient to what God's called you to do, there's a breakthrough. There's a miracle. There's the thing that you've been believing for, but it's on the other side of us obeying. The more we do, the more we realize that we don't have to be comfortable to be obedient. Can I tell you, it's not gonna be comfortable. Most of the times, like I said, it's gonna be things that are greater than you, that are bigger than you, that you can't fathom even beginning to accomplish, but that's because God is the one that's gonna do it. It's gonna be through God, through you, that he's gonna accomplish those things, amen? Just do it afraid. Just step out and do it and watch God be faithful. The third thing is a journey with God is letting go of the past. A journey with God is letting go of the past. We all have past. And if you think you don't, I'm, I'm just gonna say we're all gonna come to you. We're gonna go to your small group, community group, so that we can learn from you because we all have a past. We've all made mistakes. In Joshua 1, 2, God acknowledges that Moses has died. And now he tells them it's time to move on. He gives them 30 days to mourn his loss. And then he says, okay, it's time to get up. It's time to move forward. It's time to go into the promised land. God knows that there's gonna be a time for us to be sad, to be disappointed whenever things don't go our way, whenever things die, whenever things end, whenever things just don't go the way we want them. God knows there's a time for that. But there's also a choice that we have to make. And that is, am I gonna stay here in this thing and just dwell in the past? Or am I gonna go ahead and take hold of what God's called me to do? We went to, if you follow me on Instagram or Snapchat or Pastor Crystal or Crystal, my sister, you know that last week we went to Disneyland. We had a blast. We literally went from the minute we landed to the minute we got on the plane the next day. Like literally, yes, we're that crazy people. We were there for one day. We flew in, my best friends, they flew me in for my birthday. I have the best friends. No, you cannot have them. They are the best. Last year we went to New York. This year we went to Disneyland. Can't wait to see what we do next year. (laughs) Hint, hint, 
so it's so exciting. We got there and literally we, we get there. We're so excited. We've got our Mickey ears. We've got our matching shirts. We've got our matching jackets. Yep, we matched our jackets. My sister did not know we were going to match jackets. Um, so we get there. We're excited and we get in and we're just like, we're literally like little kids. We get so overwhelmed. We're like, oh my gosh, like, where do we go first? Like, what do we want to do first? And we're trying to figure out which park we want to go to. Do we want to go to the, um, the castle or do we want to go to California? What do we want to do? And so we finally decided we were going to go to California. We get in, we go to our first ride. Man, we're having, we're having so much fun, even in the line. Like, we're not even phased by the line. It's literally only 15 minutes. We don't do lines, just FYI. Um, so we're waiting in the line and we're just talking. And all of a sudden, I just have this panic moment. And I'm like, oh no, Crystal literally, she's like the mom when we go places. She goes, she looked at me, I'm like, I don't know where my ticket is. She's like, oh, okay. And then my sister, who usually is the one who loses everything, should have been like graceful towards me. No, she's like, really, Nancy, you already lost it. Like we just got here. Like seriously, the first ride and you already lost the ticket. And right there, I start freaking out. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Because for those of you who don't know, when you have a park hopper, like you are able to go back and forth. And we did. We went like five times back and forth all day. And you need your ticket to get in and out. And so I'm like, great. Now I'm stuck. I'm going to stay here the whole day. They're going to get to go back and forth and I'm just going to stay here. No, that's not what I thought. I literally was like, I'm in the best place on earth. They literally are going to just take care of it. And they did. We went to the, um, the Chamber of Commerce. That's what they call their little information in center. And we went in there. They got, us new, they got me a new ticket and we were fine. But in that moment, I know it sounds silly, but had I just been like, you know what? I lost my ticket. Just going to stay here. Y'all go have fun. It sounds ridiculous, right? Like literally I can solve that problem by going and talking to somebody, taking care of it. That's how it is when we hold on to the things of the past. It's ridiculous. We literally lay hold of something that's happened to us in the past, something that we did, something that was done to us. And we just hold on to it, hold on to it and decide, you know what? We're just going to camp here. You know what? Everything happens for them. Nothing happens for me. But it's literally in your choice of saying, you know what? I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to hold on to this thing. I'm going to step out and do what God's called me to do. When you let go of that, now you're able to go grab a hold of what God's got for you, what he has waiting for you. Let's let go of our past and realize we've all got them. But the best part is that God offers us a future and a great future at that. I love it, says in Jeremiah. The fourth thing, a journey with God is pursuing a relationship with him. A journey with God is pursuing a relationship with him. In Joshua 1, 9, it tells us to be in the word, to meditate on it day and night, that we shall prosper and be successful. I love looking at Joshua's life because you're able to see success. You're able to see God move in his behalf. And the reason that he's able to do that is because he had a relationship with God. He was able to hear his voice. He was able to recognize when God would say, hey, you're about to go to Jericho and it sounds like the craziest thing and you're gonna take laps around this city and say absolutely nothing, but it's gonna be handed to you. And a lot of times, had he not listened to God and been able to recognize his voice, he wouldn't have gotten that strategy. He wouldn't have gotten that breakthrough. And a lot of times for us, God's trying to talk to us. God's trying to tell us something, but we don't recognize his voice. We haven't spent time with him. We haven't looked in the word. We haven't read the word and figured out the promises that he has for us. And when he's talking, we don't recognize it. His voice just blends into everyone else. The other day I called my mom 
I was talking to her and it was the weirdest thing because I hear her talking and I, I like, you know, when you're like trying to pay attention, those of you who have, have kids, you know, like you're paying attention, but you're also like paying attention to what's going on here. And I was talking to my mom, I was paying attention to her, paying attention to my kids in the back seat. And then all of a sudden, like I hear Jimmy's voice. I'm like, where's Jimmy? Like, it's just us in the car. Like, there's no way Jimmy's in here unless he's in the trunk, like yelling, hey, get me out. And I'm like, mom, is Jimmy with you? Like, I didn't think he was going to Sulphur Springs, but maybe. And she's like, no. I'm like, mom, like I hear Jimmy. He's, he's there or you're listening to something. What are you listening to? Like what podcast is on in the background? I need to know who sounds like Jimmy. And she's like, Nancy, I'm listening to nothing. There's nothing in the house. It's literally me by myself. And I'm looking around at the girls. I'm like, is Lily playing something on her phone that has her dad's voice? Like I felt like I was going crazy, literally. And I finally, we get off the phone and the whole time I'm like, I hear Jimmy. Like he is talking. He literally is having a conversation with somebody. I'm like, maybe he dialed me on three-way. Like, I don't know. I'm listening to him. I'm hearing him. I'm like, Jimmy, mom's like, no, it's still me. I'm like, no, I'm trying to figure out where Jimmy is because I'm hearing him in my head. And I literally hang up with my mom. And right before that, I had opened up an email that had a voice um, memo from Jimmy that had like him, he had preached and I was, I had, someone had sent it to me to listen to. So I was, I was fixing to listen to him the moment my mom called me. So for some odd and strange reason, because technology, it had it playing in the background. And so I wasn't crazy. It was playing in the background. But the funny thing was, in that moment when I'm talking to my mom, I recognized that voice. It was quiet. It was the quietest thing you would have ever, some of you wouldn't have even heard it. But I heard it because I recognized his voice. I've spent time with him. I've been there. I've listened to him. I have know his voice. And God is in that same way. He's trying to talk to us. He's trying to tell us things. But if we don't spend time with him to know his voice, we won't be able to hear the things that he's telling us to do. We have to spend time in his word. God wants to give us strategy and direction in our lives, but if we don't know his voice, we won't know when he is speaking. I love in the Old Testament, it refers to most of God's people as servants of God. And whenever you research that, that's just what they were called. And um, most of the time, what it was is not everyone could hear God's voice. It was usually through a prophet or through someone who was called by God that would speak to him and then they would tell the people. And I love in the New Testament because it refers to us as friends of God. It no longer refers to us as the servants of God, but as friends of God, because we have full access to him all the time. And I just want to tell you, whenever you're praying, I know a lot of times um, new believers and just in general, people who have been in, in church their whole life even begin to believe that you have to like have a certain way that you pray. Can I tell you that when I pray, I pray to God the way I talk to Crystal sometimes. I sit down and I'm like, hey, listen, like this is what's going on. I need you to help me. Pray for me. That's literally our thing we say, like, pray for me. Please just pray for me. And then we're like, you're not praying. I don't feel it. But that's literally the way that God wants us to approach him. He's at, he's at his full, we have full access to him anytime that we need him. The last thing is a journey with God has someone waiting for you. A journey with God has someone waiting for you. When God spoke to Joshua, he told him that he was to take his people into the promised land. It wasn't about Joseph taking a title or being a leader, but it was because there were people on the other side of his obedience waiting for him to step up. You know, um, a lot, I love the video that we had for community groups. How many of y'all are in community groups, have missed it this summer? I've got, we've got our group that we have on Monday nights and we've missed them. It's a lot of fun. Let's just keep it at that. 
We'll keep it PG. Our group, they're not in here right now, so this is good. Part of y'all are. Um, but we, we have so much fun. This last semester, it was so fun. Me and Jimmy, um, we got to lead what we call adults this semester. Um, we uh, had enough leaders. All our uh, awesome youth leaders took over our youth group. So this was the first semester that we actually got to lead big people. We didn't have youth. And so it was so much fun. It was so great. But a lot of times we think that it takes a lot. I love what um, the video, everything that everyone said is I was nervous at the beginning. I was a little intimidated. I was a little scared, but at the end you see that it was all worth it. They literally tell you about the friends that they made, the relationships that were created, the tribes that were formed around each other's families. That's what happens in community groups. And you know, a lot of times we think that for God to have a calling on us, it's gotta be right here on this stage, but it's not. God may be calling you to lead a group, you know, and it may seem like, oh, it's too late. It's no problem. Can I tell you, it's not too late. There's people on the other side of you saying, yes, I'll do that, that are waiting for you. And, you know, I look back and my dad, he was, wasn't raised in church. He, he wasn't raised um, with godly parents. And there was a man who at that time would go door to door into uh, lower income communities and he would invite people to church. And, you know, this man came across my father's path and he spoke to him. And there was just something about him that dad was like, man, I, I need to know this God that you're talking about. And so dad decided, you know what? He was gonna start going to church. And at that time he was here, he decided to go back to Mexico to visit family. And at that, when he went back, he, um, him and my mother, it's funny, I tell them that it's okay if I would have married someone in a week because they literally, they grew up together in that same town. One street separated each of their houses, but he came back to Mexico. He was there for about a week, week and a half. And he married my mom. And he did it really fast because he was about to come back to the U.S. and he wanted to bring my mom with him. And my mom says that to this day, she remembers my grandmother going up to her and saying, you know what, Manuel, he, he's, he's doing this new thing. He's going to this new church. Like, and she understood, even not being a godly woman, she said, you're gonna have to you know, go to church with him and do what he's doing. And at that time, my mom had been raised Catholic. And so she being my mother, if you, don't, if you know my mom, like she's the most submissive, sweetest person in the world. And so she was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do what he tells me to do. And if I, if I wanna go to another church, then I'll just you know, figure out some way to go, but I will be at church with him. And so my mom began to go to church. My mom got baptized by this same pastor. Then they now had us, me and my brother and my sister. And all three of us are, me and my sister both are full-time ministry. And my brother serves here faithfully. He works with my parents, he's going to school, but he's loving Jesus. He's one of our youth leaders. He's serving with our dream team. And I say all that to say that this one little man never knew the impact that he was gonna make on my family. You never know whose destiny, whose promised land is waiting on the other side of you stepping out and saying, yes, God, I'll do that. I'll step out, I'll do that. You know, now it's so awesome, Jimmy. I say to everyone, I, I'm the one that got Jimmy saved. Uh, he didn't go to church. And whenever I met him, my pastor, Pastor Brian, he taught me that whenever I was gonna date, that he was gonna go to church with me. And God had placed an awesome godly man like him to tell me that. And I told Jimmy, I'm like, you're gonna come to church with me. You're gonna, you know, this is, this is a non-negotiable. And he came to church. I let him, you know, off easy the first time we sat on the second row. Um, but then the next week we were back on the front row and um, he came and he began to come to church. He began to give. God did such a miraculous thing in him. And now, you know, the awesome thing is we've never said anything to his family. He 
know, um, I honestly have asked him, like, they don't really, they didn't really believe in anything is what I understood. Um, they were very quiet. And, you know, I just told Jimmy, I was like, we're just going to walk this out for them. You're going to be the walking testimony. You're going to be the one that's going to speak to them just by your actions. And it's been so awesome. His mom um, owns this restaurant that closes on Mondays and God arranged where a community group literally came to her door and asked them if they could ask her if they could meet at her restaurant on the days that they're closed. And so now they meet there on Mondays and now they've bought her a Bible that's in Chinese so that she can read it. And I love going to her restaurant because every time we go on the table, it's literally her Bible and notes of upon notes, upon notes. And I love it. Jimmy looks, he's like, man, mom, like you take more notes than I do, but we didn't have to say anything. It was literally through our action. But I look back and I was even, as I was preparing this message, I'm thinking back on this man. I don't even know his name. I don't know who he is, but if I could stand before him and just tell him, I would say, thank you. Thank you for answering the call. Thank you for realizing that you are chosen, for knowing that God was gonna be behind you the whole way, that he was gonna lead your way because he forever has changed our life. He's changed my life. He's changed my husband's life. He's gonna be the one that's changed our kids' life because now they're gonna be able to be raised in church and they're not gonna know anything else but Jesus. And I love that because we don't realize that someone is always waiting on the other side of our obedience. There's somebody's life that's hanging in the balance because they're waiting for us to say, you know what, God, I'm gonna do that. I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. I'm going to lead that community group. I'm going to host that community group. I'm going to smile to that person. I'm going to speak to that person. Whatever it is that God's calling you to do, I want to encourage you because there's somebody on the other side of your obedience. I love this scripture so much because it's just told, it just reiterates us that we've been called that he's never gonna leave us, that he's never gonna forsake us and that there's nothing and no one who can hold us back. I love that. Guys, God's got us. He's not gonna leave us or forsake us. Anything that's on your heart, anything that God's placed, he's already made a way. I just wanna encourage you to begin to step out in that and know that God has got everything. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.